Hey everybody, here on the Packaday Podcast, we're all about look good, play good, and that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Oakley is changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly and I've loved Oakley style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome into the Pack a Day podcast. I am Dusty Ebley. Special edition this week. I am here with the one and only Mina Kimes. Mina, how are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, I've been a fan of your work for a very, very long time, and you've been you've been kind of gassing up the Packers a little bit <laughs> over the past couple of weeks. And so I, I was like, I, I kind of want every podcast appearance, every TV thing I've seen. It's like, I kind of want to go a little deeper on this. Uh, I know you you cover all teams. You have a limited amount of time. So I wanted to see if we could kind of talk about this for a bit. So I really appreciate you coming on. I'm, I'm looking forward to talking Packers. Um, on my, my podcast, The Minicom Show featuring Lenny, we're actually starting our division previews with the NFC North. So oh, nice. yeah, the Packers will be one of the first teams I look at. Um, and I'm excited to get into that exercise as I am every year, just to kind of take stock of where things are. Yeah. Yeah. No, this, hopefully this will, this will be a nice little warm up for that then looking forward to that as always. Um, before we get to Packers, I, I did kind of want to touch on just a general question about some, like how you approach film watching it. You have, you mentioned somewhere, it may have been uh, coach Vass's podcast, uh, something other kind of a little more in depth in terms of kind of how you get into the film stuff and what you kind of look at, but with, with what you do when covering so many teams and access to the magic that is uh, true media from, <laughs> from everything I hear, it's like this, this awesome skeleton key that I will never, ever see, but it sounds <laughs> amazing. Um, so when you're looking at either specific players or you're a card carrying member of the Luana Rimo fan club. And uh, like when you're, when you're trying to look at what he does, how do you start with that? Do you, is that do you watch like the entire defensive side of a game? Do you get into third down packages? Is there something that grabs your attention live and dig into that? Like, what is your overall approach to that? Given all the tools you have right now, yeah, well, I would say true media doesn't really factor into um, looking at like a, some of Lou Amarillo's game to game tactics. Um, it is very useful though for a couple of things: either identifying trends, you know, when you basically mm-hmm. for those who don't who don't have it or have never seen it. It's um, this incredible database that 
uh, allows you to run lots of different reports and use different filters. So if you want to see, you know, who's the best offense in 21 personnel on third down, you can run it and see it and, and look at game situations and stuff like that. Um, but um, uh, and then and then from there, and this is the other brilliance of it, at least on our end at ESPN, it connects to NGS. So uh, frequently what I use it for is to run filters and then run plays and kind of see um, and use that for our show NFL Live, which is really, really helpful. Um, but uh, yeah, for like something like, uh, you know, Lou, where we're talking more about games, um, which is what we do on our TV show. A lot of it is just um, we, we, we talk about the games that we go into every weekend with the games that we're sort of intending to focus on with an open mind for ones that, you know, where interesting things might happen. Uh, you watch as much as you can in real time. You rewatch later Monday morning when we get the tape. Uh, and for me, um, you know, I, I'll kind of figure out, okay, well, if we're going it, to, it's really oriented towards what we're, what I'm going to have time to do on TV. So if I'm going to have a chance to talk about his defensive approach to playing, you know, in the, uh, what the Bengals did defense did in the second half versus Patrick Mahomes, you know, I have time to, to watch that and to pick out some clips and, um, just because by then we've kind of narrowed it down a bit. Sure. Okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's uh, I know my approach to, to doing this, it's very, it's Packer specific. So my, yeah. my, my entire approach revolves around, okay, I have this much time in a week. If I focus in on the offense, I can do this and this, but, but you're broadening that by 31 teams. And so that gets, gets a little tricky, right? Yeah. And you're just looking for stuff that stands out, right? Like, I mean, yeah. the same things stand out to me that I think stand out to everyone, you know, when you're, for example, the Mahomes example, oh my God, he's only sending three. Okay. We all notice that. Right. Um, let's see <laughs> sure. how, what it looked like, how, why it gave Mahomes trouble whatever, but um, just kind of trying to identify standout performances, tweaks, little changes in approaches, individual games is, you know, kind of with an eye towards again, talking about it on TV. No, that's great. Thank you. Uh, I think that'll inform some stuff here in a second. So, um, mm. so last year you famously picked the Packers defense to finish top five. We're going to breeze <laughs> past that. We're, we're Hope striking it wasn't that famous. From the <laughs> Listen, I mean, it was it was famous among a lot of people, a lot of folks on Packers Twitter, because it was it, it backed up what we hoped were going to be a lot of priors. Oh um, and a lot of your arguments were the same as ours. And we can get it. You can do the same thing this year with the defense. I think they've got the players. Man, it looks like they've got players. The problem is, you know, Joe Barry's mm. still there, and they don't play the style of defense that the guys they have are it's like you've got this weird disconnect um like i said we don't, we don't have to get into the defense we're here to talk happy things right now um and like i said one of the things you've been talking about has been the packers offense uh specifically there's been a couple guys in particular that i just really wanted your thoughts on mm-hmm. so you've mentioned uh lafleur and christian watson we can start with christian watson um started a little slow last year uh was injured didn't attend any training camp got injured halfway through the year had about a three stretch Three three game stretch where he looked like Randy Moss, um, <laughs> and for the year I think his numbers look good, but he was injured, and that was the kind of an issue back going back to college. What do you see in him, either from a numbers or a film standpoint, that that leads you to believe that he's he could be in line for a big year? Uh, you know, I think yeah, for starters, the ability to separate downfield is what makes him, of course. Uh, a very high upside receiver. And you really certainly saw glimpses of that last season when you sort of put that together with better hands. Uh, that's a formula for uh, a guy who could be one of the better, num- true number one wide receivers in the NFL. That's a, a rare skill set, you know? And, and um, I think 
with love in particular and the way they've approached sort of the, the players they've added on offense, whether it's Musgrave Reed and the draft, um, you know, I, I, there seems to be, I would guess, uh, confidence in his ability to push the ball downfield. And so that combined with what we saw from Christian Watson last year suggests that um, they're going to attack. And I, I'm, I'm excited to see that because I, I am really high on Watson. I wasn't particularly sure what to make of him uh, post-draft. I remember watching yeah. him in the Senior Bowl and thinking, you know, he, he did some awesome stuff. But sometimes with small school players, it can be kind of hard to evaluate them, receivers. And I think to see him sort of putting it together as the year went on was really exciting. Well, do you see him? I was actually going to ask you about what your thoughts on college, but you kind of answered that there. Um, do you? How do you see his role this year? Because you, I mean, you mentioned some of the separation down the field, which was evident once they got there. And I think they're trying to figure out. I don't know if that was an injury thing or not. How to use him early in the year? Because there was a lot of gadgety type stuff. I think his A yeah. dot early in the year was like two yards or something like that. And then when he came back from injury, it was more down the field with gadgety stuff mixed in with his it, like blend of speed and athleticism that make that could make him such an intriguing jet sweep guy. And he got some of those touch passes as well. Do you see some of that still in his game or do you see more of kind of more of the, what you think of as a, I mean, not necessarily a true number one, but more kind of standard wide receiver type role for the entire well, year this year? You know, I think given his skill set his uh, as a yak guy how fast how good he is with the ball in his hands um coupled with the fact that i expect the packers offense to employ more motion this year mm-hmm. <laughs> now that they yeah. don't have a quarterback who's actively averse to it um and, and of course they but they have a play caller who i think is very good at using it um there's no reason to take that out of the playbook uh or to take that yeah. out rather of Rotson's repertoire i just think you want to make sure you're using him both ways but like when I look at this receiving group, much maligned, um, you, you kind of see pretty defined roles for each of the players, yeah. right? They're they're all very different. Dobbs, obviously, being more, uh, you know, I mean, he can run all the routes and I think handle some of the RPO stuff, which I also expect him to lean into pretty heavily. Uh, Read yeah. more in the slot, which is a little different from how he was used in college, if I remember correctly. But um, and then Musgrave, who is just a freak. Uh, and then, you know, we'll see what they get in terms of blocking out of their tight end group, but everybody has a pretty defined role. And, um, if one or two of them can either build on what they did last year or make a leaf leap, it's a pretty nicely formed group. Hey everybody here on the Packaday podcast, we're all about look good, play good. And that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Oakley is changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly and I've loved Oakley style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, and I think I think Dobbs, I know some of his limitations I saw last year were a little smaller and kind of had trouble off the line, some of the release package stuff. And that's like if he makes one small tweak to his game and he's able to get consistent release off the line as that number two kind of running those those dig routes underneath the cleared out from Watson, I think he could be in line for a big big year for sure. Um, I was going to hit LeFleur next, uh, but since you mentioned Musgrave, I am curious your thoughts because you've talked about Musgrave and Kraft. It sounds like out of camp, Musgrave has been getting a lot more of the uh, a lot more chatter. Just, I mean, he's he's large, he's a freak, he moves very fast, hands look good. I know he had problems with hands in college, but those tight ends, I know tight ends take a little longer to come along in the pros. What do you think? How, how do you think they're going to factor in the offense this year, or, or someone like Musgrave specifically? That role coming in right away is that? Do you see that true tight end or more kind of? Uh, Almost like what Evan Ingram was last year with, with Jacksonville, I kind of wonder. He can block, actually. I mean, he but can. there's a difference yeah. between he could block and he's ready to do it at the NFL level. Um, yeah. And I, I'm actually really fascinated to see how LaFleur uses the tight ends because, as you know, the Packers used a lot of 12 personnel last year, but mm-hmm. um, mostly, mostly to run the ball. Yeah, I think they yeah. you know, passed at a pretty low rate, and, and they were still pretty efficient, which is not um, – usually the case for a team that runs a lot out of 12 personnel. But now suddenly you've got tight ends who are very, very different from the ones you've had on your roster the last couple of years. Um, And so I'll be interested to see if they do pass more out of those looks, um, if he finds ways to sort of blend them in with the rest of the passing attack a little bit more seamlessly to create mismatches. Because uh, Musgrave is, I mean, he's a really cool player. Um, yeah. You know, it's a shame he didn't play much in college. So it was actually really easy to watch all of his reps because there weren't that many. But, um, <laughs> I mean, that dude has that Darren Waller-ish ability to you know, just press downfield and separate. Mm-hmm. And he's got great... Uh, yard after the yards after the catch ability, uh, super athletic as I alluded to. He's got the size. He kind of has everything. It's just a matter of whether or not he can put it all together at the NFL level and stay healthy. Yeah, you watch. Like I said, it didn't take a whole lot to get through his snaps in college, no. but uh, you watch him. I mean, that's one of the things. It's it's in Green Bay. It's been forever. They've not had a guy who can stretch the seam. Um, and Musgrave is. You put him in line. You put him just. It, as an insert blocker, kind of a tight tight slot mix and to have him run down the seam and he can do some real damage there. So we're very excited about him, uh, especially if, if that's what they tell him year one. I think Tucker Craft maybe has a tougher path to being yeah. 
necessarily his true self, but in terms of like what maybe his ideal version is than Musgrave, because Musgrave can just be your receiver and you run three routes for the first half of the season. And he, I think you can get productivity there out of him. Um, well, wanna, let's hit on, you want to hit on the floor uh, because you have talked <laughs> about him uh, a little bit. Uh, I'm, I'm biased. I am high on him. I've, I've watched him in a, in a weird twist. I used to pick up, try to pick up different teams in the off season. So I've actually watched, when he was with the Rams and Titans independently before he was the Packers coach and really liked what he did. So I've been watching him for a while. And I think, I don't know. Uh, I think his offense in green Bay, wasn't necessarily exactly the way he wanted it to be for good reason. You kind of tailor that around the quarterback to some extent, mm-hmm. but with Rogers out the door, first of all, um, what do you see? What have you seen on the floor that makes you kind of high in him as a coach? Um, just kind of acknowledging the fact that maybe getting buy-in at all from Rogers, given what we know of Rogers is, a sign of a good coaching job. Um, yeah. and, and how do you see the offense changing, if at all, this year? I mean, regardless of those new tools, just what do you think is going to look different in Green Bay this year? Yeah, you know, when LaFleur was hired, I didn't really know what to make of it. It was part of the everyone who's had a cup of coffee with Sean McVay gets a job movement. Yeah. And um, I think what impressed me so much was how quickly he adapted that McVay offense, or rather um, evolved it to the strengths of the quarterback, which is not a foregone conclusion, right? And it, yeah. it's part of like kind of a cool uh, and interesting phenomena around the NFL, which is the McVay Shanahan coaches kind of going to new places and changing the offense. You've seen that with yeah. Mike McDaniel in Miami, for example. Um, just all these like little permutations and branches, but you've got like that one little thing you really like from the offense that you build yeah. a lot more of your stuff around. Almost. I mean, yeah. shoot, I really like I mean, you, you know all too well how different the Packers offense is from um, that 2017 through 19 Rams offense. Yeah. Um, and so anyways, I, I think what impressed me so much was, like you said, uh, the ability to get Rodgers buy-in, of course, which is not a foregone conclusion. Um, and then also, you know, I, I just think he's a really, really good play sequencer. Um, it's funny. I was listening to you talk about sort of uh, Dobbs and his releases. And my first thought was like, well, it doesn't really matter that much in a Matt LaFleur's offense because he's so good at finding ways to, I mean, you know, find Devontae Adams was always one of my favorite games every week. He was just so good at (laughs) finding ways to, um, to bring guys open. So in any case, uh, I I think that the the fact that he's already shown uh, ability to evolve his offense once uh, around the skills of a quarterback and, and tailor it to those skills gives me confidence in his ability to do it again. Interestingly, enough um you know you can go back well it's uh, jordan love i'm trying to think of it. something that comes up a lot when we talk about these mcveigh shanahan offenses is what does it look like if you throw in a mobile quarterback right and yes yeah there haven't been that many case studies of it i think we thought we would see that with trey lance in san francisco yeah, that, was, that was the idealized version. <laughs> <laughs> obviously it has not materialized we put in more in the pistol where they use power running game right all that stuff which frankly you can ask the same questions about jordan love but yeah uh i just from a as a football observer i'm excited to see what that looks like because it, again it is it's a new thing um mm-hmm. you asked what i expect to see um so you know i think Starting there, obviously, the quarterback will be a threat to run a lot more. I think that um, along those lines, uh, the RPO game will be more diverse, I'm guessing. Um, you could That's see it hope, yeah. <laughs> uh, looking a little bit more like Philadelphia's optimally if um, 
And, and, you know, I don't have a lot of opinions about Jordan Love as a runner. I know he is capable. I don't think he's quite Jalen Hurts from what I, you know, he's not as strong. But, like, still, I think there's a lot to emulate there in terms of all of the ways that that Eagles offense threatens their with their RPO game on the ground. Um, so there's that. I suspect, uh, obviously, you're going to have other forms of the QB option. Uh, you're going to have more, I'm guessing, more under center play action. Ideally, uh, the quarterback using the middle of the field a bit. So uh, on some of those looks. So yeah, I'm I'm just really excited to see where it all goes. But for me, it really does start with the fact that you have a, a very mobile quarterback. It's funny because I was going through. I'm, I'm working on something now. I'm I'm looking at a bunch of kind of pony package stuff. Last year, that was the big thing with the Packers. Last year was they're doing the pony personnel, 21 yeah. personnel with Dylan and Jones is going to be amazing, and it was it was not good. So I was trying to see what the rest of the league was doing, and so much of that revolves around not necessarily the quarterback running, but the threat of the quarterback running um, in terms of the success in that. So I am curious how Jordan Love goes in there. And that was, I was going to ask what you thought of Jordan Love and you kind of threw that out a little bit there. I mean, the answer on Jordan Love, I think for a lot of us is like, we don't know. I think he looked really good against the Eagles yeah. and like nine drop back. So like, what do you, what do you say to that? <laughs> yeah. How does he look game to game? Who knows? I don't know. Um, but I think that's, I think that's all I have. Um, I, I do have, I have one more final question. Uh, maybe the most important question, Mina. Yeah. Favorite sketch from this season of I think you should leave. Oh, God, I haven't finished it yet, um, but I will uh, say I, hey, the zipline okay. one really hits because I do watch The Bachelor, um, <laughs> okay. and I just thought it was really funny generally because uh, my husband's kind of dropped off of watching The Bachelor. But we always joke about like there's got to be at least like three guys who are just there for the free food, right? Like and, absolutely. Yeah. Um, when I somebody made this, they made a great joke about Nikola Jokic. Uh, it was like a beam of like Lisa Salters asking him, so what are you going to do in Miami? And it was just a picture of the guy <laughs> zip line. Anyways, I really like that. So yeah. I'm, 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 I'm a big I'm, fan of uh, VR headset guy personally, where he just, oh, I don't know yeah. how the body just absolutely kills me. Um, <laughs> well, Mina, yeah, I can't thank you enough for coming on. Um, again, you know, everything you do NFL live big fan of uh you know you and Lenny uh both of you equally oh, I think your work on the podcast is tremendous but uh thank you so much for joining me I really appreciate your time I really appreciate it and yeah you can feel free to check out the NFC North preview pre- I think in a couple of weeks should be fun I'll be listening thank you so much happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. 
Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.